Welcome to Decoding Superhuman. This show is a deep dive into obsessions with performance and how to improve the human experience. Twice a week, I explore the latest science, technology, and tactics with experts in various fields of human optimization. I'm your host, Boomer Anderson. Enjoy the journey. Superhumans, it's Boomer Anderson, and we are back. And I just had a conversation with a really good friend, which I luckily recorded. And that friend is Andreas Breitfeld. And if you're unfamiliar with that name, you're going to soon be very familiar with his pants. No, he's not a designer for Levi's or anything like that. He is the head of KTC Lab in Munich, Germany, and has produced what I'm going to go ahead and say it is probably the most comfortable travel pants I've ever had. They help reduce electromagnetic frequencies or electromagnetic radiation. And I enjoy traveling with them so much that I wear them almost on every weekend. We get into a lot in this conversation, including Andreas's background as a frequent traveler. And note that Andreas and I have a very similar background to that respect. We've traveled all over the world in fact, spending a lot of time on planes. And he shares some of his experiences with that and how it quite literally broke him. And what I loved about this interview is that he opened up quite a bit. Then we go on, of course, into those pants, how they help block EMF, why you may want to purchase them as a frequent traveler, and so much more. The show notes for this one are at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Lab. Enjoy my episode with the great... Andreas Breitfeld. So right now I have on these amazing pants and they're probably the most comfortable pants I've ever bought. Well, ever tried on, frankly, at least in the past few years. And, you know, Andreas, I want to thank you for creating those. Yeah, Boomer. Um, thanks, uh, from my side, especially for having such a deep look at, his, at, at, at the pants and testing them, first of all. And yeah, uh, I, got, I had the feeling it was necessary to do something about EMF and travels. And what you are seeing is the first results, like the first EMF-reducing travel pants created by KDC Lab, which are going to be available, uh, yeah. Looking, looking at the date, mid of September, I would say. Beautiful. So by the time this podcast comes out, you may be able to get your hands on these, or it may be a couple of days afterwards. But uh, I want to talk about these pants. But first, Andreas, and because you and I have become good friends over the past few months, had a chance to hang out a little bit in Munich, I would love to get into your background because... You have an interesting background when it comes to both travel stress and how you found biohacking. Can we get a little bit into some of that and just, t- I want to hear more about because of a person, because I'm a person who's perpetually or was perpetually jet lagged. What was that like for you? What did that look like? Yeah. Oh, it's that's a tough one. So, so basically, uh, <laughs> big question. Uh, uh, let's let's. I start with the last part, and then we see if I can remember something different. So, so first, first of all, yes, uh, my background is or was in communications. So, I went through uh, 
several daily, monthly newspapers, was a fitness editor at Shape magazine roughly 25 years ago, and then uh, moved over into the communication business on the other side of the desk. So I was like a senior partner with a PR agency and afterwards uh, founded my own business. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I always felt like uh, uh, people are dying at home, so you have to get out. And uh, if you don't uh, widen your scope, uh, so things are going to be quite uh, yeah lame and just like one-dimensional. So uh, I made it part of the philosophy of my old business, like the PR agency, uh, to to be with the clients and uh, see the clients as much often as possible. And uh, yeah, after I started, we attracted uh, mainly international brands. So uh, in the old, old days with the uh, snowboarding craze, like uh, I was working for Burton uh, Snowboards uh, in advance and afterwards we did, did work with Giro 686 uh, snowboarding apparel and stuff. So I was lots in California after, uh, which, which was still lame traveling because it was just whatever, eight or nine times a year. So at this point, jet lag was not a thing. And then all of a sudden, the focus switched to Asia. And uh, uh, China became quite interesting. South Korea became became so very interesting. And all of a sudden, uh, I ended up with, yeah, let's say 24 uh, to 36 international flights a year. Mostly, <laughs> most mostly, mostly in economy class because in communication everything needed to be cheap in these days. And I guess it's still remaining a little bit like that. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, at at some at some point, especially when I I, I flew into East, I felt like okay, um, something is not working too well. So uh, I really. Uh, developed like uh, quite heavy uh, drinking habits after arriving in China or Korea, basically just to reset my internal clock. But uh, it wouldn't work. Uh, most of the time, I wouldn't sleep for two or three days uh, after arriving in China. And thanks God, after two or three days, I was back on the plane home again. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, to, to shorten this up, uh, it seems like the body uh, is without getting external help uh, capable of uh, getting accustomed to a several, to several amount of um, time zone switches per month, per year or whatever. But uh, at some points, uh, things can become heavy. And for me, the continuous uh, sleep deprivation uh, the, the inability and at the end of the day to adapt to the different time zones uh, became a bigger and bigger problem. And then whatever, four years ago, which brings us, brings us also already back a little bit to the EMF topic, uh, when I was really at the, at the peak of my uh, travel activities with uh, having the biggest outdoor brand in South Korea on my clientele list, uh, working obviously at this point already for KDC in, in China, but on a more communication level, uh, having uh, stuff going on in the States and so on and so on. So at the end of the day, um, it was like, uh, the invention of Skynet, which uh, brought all my travel uh, 
attempts, let's put it like this, to a, to a, to a, to a sudden end. So um, after... The invention of Skynet, are we talking Skynet like the Terminator Skynet? No, unfortunately, it's, it's, quite, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite the same. Now, the, the geniuses at my favorite carrier in these days, uh, Turkish Airlines, uh, called uh, the, the Wi-Fi they were putting... Uh, on, oh, okay, on, fair on, enough, on, fair on enough. The, on the planes like uh, Skynet and... Um, yeah, no, I have no idea. Maybe it was just like uh, you can do everything for a, a decent amount of time until until you start hurting yourself. So maybe it was really just flying too much. But uh, for me, I felt like uh, starting from the day where the where the Wi-Fi was activated on the planes, especially on the on the long hauls, um, things became uh, even more weird. And yeah. So Andreas, let's let's unpack a little bit of how you were feeling because as a fellow uh I guess you can say jet setter, sometimes you go through this experience and it's fun at first, right? Like you said, it's nice to just get out and see the world. Uh you went to places that I went to, you know, Japan or sorry, Korea, China. Uh, and a few others, and it gets really exciting. But when did like what were the first signs that the the armor was cracking, so to speak? Yeah, ba- bas- basically, uh, I would say uh, once uh, it doesn't make any difference any longer. Um, if you uh, are in the time zone, the first day, the third day, or whatever, and you basically you basically. Uh, have no uh, adaptation uh, to to local time any longer because your your sleep is so fucked up. It's 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 not getting either in the home time zone nor in the travel time zone. I think then you can congratulate yourself for having broken your circadian rhythm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and, and that and that 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 was it at the end of the day. And um, yeah, uh, you you know nowadays. Uh, Five years later or so, we all have our nice tracking devices. Uh, and, and Apple Watch uh, does a nice job in terms of uh, helping you to see, uh, to understand sleep a little bit. Obviously, our aura rings, which are mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful tool, help us to understand it better. But uh, uh, and uh, with all biohacking, I'm still not a good sleeper. But in the old days, both devices would basically have been completely useless because they would have have tracked probably zero sleep or whatever an hour or so because I, I, I went I went to back, back bed, I felt asleep. I woke up mm-hmm. I woke up after forty minutes. Uh, uh got 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 up to pee or something, went back into bed, fall fall asleep and then I would wake up every half hour, every hour for uh, five or six hours and usually afterwards the night was uh, finished anyway so um so, so right now you're sending shivers down my spine because i i remember this quite not so fondly and it's terrifying now for you did you see any uh, and insomnia is a big issue and i get that uh, did you see any physical manifestations of that in terms of how you handle stress or anything of that nature Abs- absolutely i was uh on honestly boom i was burn- burning like a candle lit on both ends so at, at the mm-hmm. end at the end of the day i had uh 
close to zero capability to uh, to recover from physical exercise like I used to be. I was, uh, if you if you look at me nowadays, you laugh, but uh, I was a, I was a I was a quite serious runner and had had something like a marathon. Uh, with uh, 248 uh, as a personal best, which is not... Uh, 248? 248, which is... <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> You've never told me that before. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, you know especially if, if you look at me and I do not look like a toothpick at all. So, um, yeah, but but anyway, so so at some point I, I felt like I wouldn't recover from running. I, I felt like I was even... Training my adrenals when 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 doing endurance sports or any sports at all, and uh, from week to week, I, I would say um, it's a little bit hard to, uh, to put it into correct English, but I, I felt like a, a very sad kind of plastic tree in a old time uh, office. You, you remember mm -hmm. from the old days when when we had those those plastic trees in the offices and no the the rubber yeah plant, the rubber right? plants and no and nobody was willing to take care of them so they would uh, get more and more uh, dust on on the top and at some point people would throw it away like the fake the fake plants so I, I was yeah. I, I was feeling like a, a very very um, <laughs> dusty uh, fake plant. Uh, and uh, this really includes everything from the willingness to laugh uh, over the capability of making laugh. Uh, don't 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 force me to go deeper. But uh, there was basically zero hormone production. There was zero fun. There was zero nothing. I was still obviously functioning. I thought at least, but uh, it was it was it was a it it was it was really like um, yeah maybe. There, there are one or two people I would uh, be like, okay, say I, I send it over to them, but usually you do not want to wish this for an enemy. So it was, 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 mm, it was, no. it was really impressive. Um, it was, um, you know, in my own experience, right? Like there are points and I, in, at the time I didn't have the knowledge nor the tools I do now. But you can say, you know, jet lag, circadian rhythms, or lack thereof, there are times where I thought it just contributed to things like panic attacks and unexplainable, like sweating in the middle of meetings. And I, I just couldn't figure it out. Uh, did you have incidences like that where you just wanted to either avoid people or you just found that incidences that before that you would have been able to handle no problem i.e public speaking all of a sudden became a, a severe stressor to you ah the good good question let's 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 dig a, bit, a little bit into it um oh, overall uh i definitely I, def I definitely became more and more um let's call it sociopathic so avoiding avoiding people uh became something like uh survival strategy which <laughs> which ended up with with weird things like uh, uh, being the owner and ceo of a pr agency and the agency has a, a event set up for a client and one of the few guys who is not attending is the owner of the pr agency because it's a big <laughs> amount of people <laughs> so, yeah. so stuff stuff like stuff like that would would, would, def, would definitely definitely happen but uh, I, I, I don't i don't know um at the end of the day, um, and that's probably also the reason uh, that helped me to get out of the stuff afterwards. Uh, till the, 
till I would say a few weeks before I really uh, broke down completely. Uh, I still had this mentality of getting shit done. So uh, some, mm -hmm. somehow I forced myself to uh, uh, maintain most of the things. Look, like, okay, I was still going to a trade show, but I would not uh, uh, speak an opening word uh, when, we, when we had like a breakfast set up for press, for, for press, but I would still attend. So, so it, was, it, was, it was always somehow running, but it didn't, it didn't feel fine any longer. And yeah, uh, on, honestly, my uh, end game scenario was like uh, uh, sitting, sitting, in, uh, sitting in, on a beach in Thailand and uh, just realizing uh, the only thing I really want is uh, stop living. Um, mm -hmm. which, uh, yeah, basi basically is most probably the ultimate, ultimate panic attack on the one hand side, but on the other hand side, it was like, um, yeah, was, was quite, was quite serious and, uh, under, uh, slightly different circumstances, uh, maybe you would now have, an, ha have had another, um, guest for your podcast. <laughs> so, uh, and, and not the pen. Well, thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's look. I, I always appreciate it when people open up like that because there is this misconception in the world. And I, I think we're all responsible for our own destiny, but I think for, to a certain extent, um, some of the marketing social media out there promotes this paradise type life. And for everybody out there, you know, there are, Everybody, everybody has hard things that they go through. So, thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. and and the thing, thing, thing is, from uh, looking at your uh, auditors, uh, at your at your, at, your, at your clientele, looking looking at the age of the scene, you know, I'm 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 close to turning fifty in some years. So I'm mm -hmm. probably I'm probably one of the old guys, and uh, for me, I, I have seen my dragons. I maybe have uh, tamed some. Maybe it was necessary to, to to slay some others. But at the end at the end of the day, for me, looking back now with the, with the, with the distance of uh, whatever roughly five years after the burnout and uh, having had this whole heydays in the communication business and having seen that that much stuff it's just like i'm happy to share stories like that because i feel like yeah. uh, when i when i was uh, basically running into the stuff at the end of my 30s uh, everybody was pretending we are super high rollers and uh, the only direction is uh, up upwards and uh, where where we where we are is always at the very top and uh, there was no option for failure or is no option for cutting back because everything needs need, needed to be full throttle and yeah as you know with your background uh, that's really entertaining for a for a um, decent amount of time and yes it's great to see the world and it's yes yes it's it's great if if for re, for which reason whatever you first uh, end up hanging out in the lounge before the, before the flight and all the stuff it's 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 nice when you for 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 a given point of time but uh, we have mm -hmm. we have we have to be, we have to be honest. Uh, one of the most interesting ideas, um, which brings us a little bit uh, into biohacking afterwards, probably, um, is this 
uh, thing of uh, managing your resources and uh, seeing this as an act of strength and not an act of, um, how to put it, weakness. Because at the end, at the end of the day, uh, it's about achieving your goal and not wasting energy on the way to doing this. Absolutely. So on that, let's let's talk about a little bit of that managing resources, biohacking, health. What were you know call it three things that you did to get yourself off the path that you were on. Uh, you know, you mentioned there was a wake up call, but what were kind of three actions that you took to get yourself back on the path to where you are today? Yeah, on, on, honestly, uh, those those have been quite lame. <laughs> so, so basically, no, basic, lame, basic, lame is always basic, works. Basic, basically, uh, reading reading was the first because uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I I would did not did, would not uh, want to uh, want to put it too 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 much in the spotlight. But uh, when you feel that uh, basically you don't uh, have any hormon- hormonal uh, reactions any longer, uh, you pro- you mm-hmm. pro- pro- you probably want to know what's going on. So I started yeah. reading a little bit, and uh, bas- basically uh, I guess uh, already out of Thailand, I inform uh, set up some uh, some. So, so uh, in, you know, in communication, it was always listen, think, think, act. In uh, in yeah. in, bi- in biohacking, it's probably um, read, read, test, and act, and act afterwards. In in my case, was uh, I, f- I felt like okay, I have to find out what's going on with my hormones. So I had some blood panels already set up when I was coming back from Thailand afterwards. I, I think. Uh, because the legal situation in Thailand is slightly different when it comes to uh, um, the accessibility of uh, me- medical stuff, I, prob- I probably uh, started to play around a little bit with a with a testosterone cream if I'm if I'm right, or I got it at least mm-hmm. afterwards in Germany to to keep it on the legal side for prescribed from my doctor after the testing, and uh, so basically for me it was really first to to get a little bit of insight on my hormonal axis and afterwards taking control because I was uh, not creating uh, uh, obviously testosterone, uh, DHA. I was uh, even my even my cortisol <laughs> was non-existing because uh, everything was that depleted. Uh, nothing was going on, and yeah, uh, no, no, knowing having having read. Uh, what the blood panel was telling me, it was quite easy to talk to my doctor and tell him, okay, this might be a, a road uh, we can we can try to travel together. I have no idea, but yeah, at the at the end of the day, uh, no no matter what it was it was it is, uh, I think uh, we have to rely a little bit on uh, Doctor Google. Let's put it like this and gather some information. Maybe Doctor Duck Duck Go now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Since 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 Google seems seems to be removing all the interesting stuff in terms of medical stuff from the internet right now, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, but anyway, so so basic basically get getting getting some information or some exchange, really doing the lab works and the testing, which is something that uh, 
has been sticking uh, with me uh, from from the early days when I was a fitness editor at Shape Magazine 25 years ago uh, till today. I do I do I do not want to guess what I'm doing. I want to know what I'm doing, and I'm not going to supplement vitamins if I don't know there's a defi- defi- deficiency. And uh, obviously, this this was was basically yeah. Uh, the, the, the testosterone helped a little bit. I regained some kind of calmness. My 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 sleep at least uh, pretended to be uh, around with whatever, like two, three, four hours without uh, waking up uh, was some something I got back. So a little bit control came in, and then I felt like okay. Um, obviously, as long as I was in the health and fitness business, like as a fitness editor with Shape Magazine, you really do this stuff and you, or you have been really doing the stuff in the old days and you have been really sweating the sweat and testing the stuff uh, on, a, on, a, on a really physical level. Um, so 25 years afterwards, I felt like, okay, I really have to do my homework, find out uh, what can I do to reinvent myself. Yeah, this was <laughs> the beginning of this uh, wonderful journey. We are all uh, sharing a little bit like not uh, knocking on different doors, uh, sneak, mm-hmm. look, 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 looking into if we feel the room is somehow tidy and everything's fine, we close the door and go further because most probably there are many rooms that need our attention quite more. And yeah. Yeah. And so as you're going through those rooms, I mean, you mentioned testosterone as sort of a room that you first unpacked. And I get that, right? Like if you're so jet lagged that sex doesn't happen, that could be tough. Right. And I, and I've frankly like hell, I'll admit this. I've been there. Um, but what were the other rooms? So jet lag, you know, testosterone, it sounds like sleep was one. Sleep, sleep uh, was talk one. us through. Uh, basically, this uh, brain 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 fog in, uh, from from the morning to the evening. So, basi- so, basi- mm-hmm. so basically, as you, as you know, the, the stress are automatically making something bad or negative. At the end, at, at, at the end of the day, um, you need the stuff quite a lot uh, to to get up in the morning, to get focused, and uh, and all the things. And if your body if your body if your body is not uh, um, giving you the how to put it. Uh, kind kind of stimulus you need to uh, to act accordingly. It's it's all become becoming like uh, uh, a big a big fog a big fog of nothing. I would say. So yeah. so that that yeah. that's that that's a thing. Um, then yeah, uh, just just uh, but 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 what also stuck with me, which is something I think that's that's something like a takeaway. Um, if you um, find yourself you want to go for a run and uh, after you come back, you complain that you just met uh, unfriendly, aggressive people while you were running, most probably it's not the others. So <laughs> that was that was something I just uh, understood years afterwards. That basically, this, uh, even even when even when uh, when I was uh, then also sudden creating some kind of yeah adrenaline uh, and and cortisol, which which could have been positive, it already turned bitter in the in the second second direction. So 
so yeah, um, hormones again uh, was was the, the biggest one. Um, I also felt like okay, vitamin 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 D seemed to be important, but uh, at this point I was. Uh, mainly supplementing uh, vitamin D, which is something I'm not so um, comfortable with nowadays. I, I assume I'm a little bit more on Joe Mercola's side, um, who now pretends like vitamin D is a marker for a um, good lifestyle. And in case you're mm -hmm. getting the vitamin D by natural sources, probably your life is quite good. But uh, It's probably not something you just uh, swallow down and everything else is automatically fine. But uh, so, so vitamin D was big, and yeah, then, then again, but how, 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 to, how to put it? My, uh, yeah, my environment, uh, once I started to inform them that it's mo most probably going to take a little bit of time until I'm, I'm, I'm back in the driver's seat because I just understood there are so many, like we put it, rooms or issues like, uh, like, like, get, like, like the brain was foggy. I had, I had issues with uh, finishing stuff. I was basically, uh, um, in, I'm missing the word in English, like uh, this, uh, not, not, not well focused all the time. Let's put it like this. Mm -hmm. um, Distract the distraction. Yeah, it's a, yeah no, no, not not even just distractions. Like, like a, a little bit like hunted. So, so what was was really like uh, uh, today? You probably uh, recognize that in Munich, I have I'm having a hard time for, like sitting on a table for two or three hours in a row. And uh, in this in, in in the old day in the old days, you basically could not. Um, make me sit somewhere because I was always like running around like, but without any clue what I was doing so not 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 the best setup I must admit so Andreas let's let's talk about where EMF comes into this picture EMR and we've talked about this quite often on the show and you know there are a lot of naysayers out there around the EMF and I think it has this image of the tinfoil hat right Uh, how did EMF or how did your recognition of EMR come into <clears throat> your health journey as in going back to those doors? First off, let's go back to Skynet and when that came in and what it did to you. And then how did you start to kind of implement strategies to reduce EMF? All right. The sponsor for today's podcast is a member of the toolkit that I use on an almost daily basis to upgrade my state of being and have used it actually for the past couple of years. The guys over at Neurohacker Collective have done a fantastic job. You've heard me rave about the original stack as well as Qualia Mind on the show. But now I'm so excited because the suite of products has grown. You have Qualia Focus for that near-term bump. You have Qualia Mind Caffeine Free for all my caffeine-sensitive listeners out there. But their latest product, which just came out, is oh so exciting. It's called Eternus, and it's a 38-ingredient formula containing the most researched and premium ingredients on Earth for supporting cellular health. This is key to combating the symptoms of aging. If you want to check out Eternus, Qualia Mind, Focus, or any of the Neurohacker products, go over to neurohacker.com and plug in the code BOOMER. You'll get an additional 15% off your order. 
Enjoy. Um, for, first, first of all, I have to add one more. Sorry, Boom, I just forgot it, but it's quite quite important to to uh, understand this also for the listeners. So um, we all have no idea um, about the average impact of uh, a given amount of EMR or EMF uh, and the exposition. Uh, pe people may va vary and results may vary. But for me, in addition to all uh, these horrible <laughs> stories out of my past we already discussed, there was also some stuff going on with my digestive system. So I, I was one of the first guys here in Munich who probably really had this kind of uh, leaky gut uh, that was not so well known at this point but it's something like uh, household knowledge nowadays. And um, basically, when, 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 this, when this started, uh, traditional medicine still would feel like um, if, if you had a leaky gut, you would be dying. Um, so I had to... Uh, check this, and then, 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 uh, then we also went into heavy metals, and uh, I realized I had incredibly high uh, mercury uh, in, in the mm -hmm. system. And uh, nowadays, more and more people uh, out of the realms of uh, feeling a little bit more EMF sensitive seem to have uh, high amounts of heavy, 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 heavy metal stores. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that that that's that's something. Uh, if you are uh, anyway more reacting to EMFs than the people around you, most probably you have have some issues with heavy metals in the body. So that 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 was something. Yeah, and, and the other the other thing is uh, it it affected it affected me basically like. Um, uh, HRV testing was not so popular in these times, but I assume mm -hmm. uh, I had more or less no HRV variations and variability anymore because uh, that that was something uh, I really uh, felt like uh, usually in a plane you I, I had my one or two hours of of of, uh, of uh, sleep on a on a flight from Munich to Hong Kong or something. Uh, but but afterwards I was like in this weird uh, kind of awakeness, and again, uh, this this is not this is not the story of uh, we are all we are all going to die. We know some mechanisms of action nowadays uh, that uh, contribute to um, how to put it. Uh, uh, reducing the, the personal well-being. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, for, 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 for me, it was just like uh, the last nine months before, before I hit my, 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 my uh, deep, deepest point, uh, the, the, the Wi-Fi was on the plane. And um, the point I always want to make in, in, in this is Wi-Fi Wi is not that bad. You, 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 you probably heard about the um, findings of uh, the Professor Martin Paul or the Dr. Martin Paul from Denmark. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the only effect we know nowadays, like the voltage-gated calcium channels being impacted uh, by, the, by, the, by the signals and uh, releasing more calcium than is necessary or not closing enough but um, the weirdest thing 
in my eyes, okay. the weirdest thing in my eyes was uh, basically not just the, the Wi-Fi, but also the fact that uh, people, and I guess that's something that's an issue till today, uh, are not just sitting in the plane with, uh, with uh, whatever uh, sky radiation or however you want to put it, something uh, they can... Yeah, the cosmic, the cosmic radiation. radiation, which seems to be mm -hmm. uh, somehow uh, manageable to fasting. So that's 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 mm -hmm. something you can handle. Then then you then you have support electronics. Then you have the Wi-Fi being uh, offered by the airline. But then and that's that's the thing that really scares me most uh, till today uh, is is the fact that uh, so people get on the planes, they shut down the mobiles uh, before uh, before departure. After 20 minutes in the air or something, uh, the, 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 vo the voice on the speaker in the, uh, in the plane tells you, okay, now you may switch off your airplane, your, your the airplane mode and connect to the Wi-Fi. And most of the people who want to use a, a mobile device, they just turn on the phones again. So you're sitting in a Faraday's cage, which is a plane, basically, like in a metal mm -hmm. enclosure, uh, you have the, uh, all the different stuff we just maintain, we just talked about. And in addition, you have whatever on a, on a big machine, 200 to 400 uh, mobile phones trying to find a connect signal on the on the on the on the telecommunication level. Mm -hmm. And and also shit bouncing around in this Faraday sketch. So I think uh, if there is a situation, so you're like the inverse of the ideal Faraday yeah, sketch, right? It's, it's basically the shit is trapped inside mm -hmm. and bouncing around. And uh, well, yeah, uh, I I I and think we are quite strong as a as a as a as an individual and uh, especially also as mankind. And we are adaptable, and it's it's not a problem to have. A stressor here and there, and I think we grow with the stressors. That's all. It's, it's not. A, it's not about uh, avoiding anything. But uh, yeah, at some point, point, it's just too much. And you know, you mentioned one of these mechanisms of action, which is uh, those voltage gate calcium channels, and how we can regulate just sort of how much. I guess you can say calcium goes in and out of the cell if I have that right. And correct me if I'm wrong, Andreas. And um, what are some of the effects or like phenotypical expressions of that? So I, I've heard of brain fog. What are some of the other ones or maybe some of the ones that you experienced? Uh, no, on, 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 honestly, I, I could not I could not break, break, break it down on this level. So the, the, mm -hmm. the one thing is obviously, and that's something that uh, I still feel nowadays. Uh, let, let's let's put it simple. Even for somebody who, who is a good sleeper, who has no issues, um, when everything is fine uh, uh, with with the new tracking devices like the, like the rings and the watches and the stuff, you find out if you sleep in a in a place uh, with real no high EMF. Uh, your heart rate variability the next morning is going to be better. If you if you mm -hmm. if you sleep in in a in a tent in the nature, your your HRV is going to be out of the roof. So somehow 
this is this all seems to um, impact regeneration a lot and you know at the end of the day regeneration uh, regeneration is uh, as a kind of currency uh, we, we use uh, to to pay for better performance and uh, uh, doing doing stuff more focused and uh, uh, more effectively afterwards. So uh, that that my my thing was uh, I did not recover from anything, especially uh, when uh, when uh, what whatever like like similar to your job. So you jump you in, in the old days. So you you jump on the plane, you fly into a, a different country in a different uh, in a, in, a, in another city. You you end up after twelve hours on the plane, uh, standing in front of a bunch of people and uh, uh, doing the presentation uh, why people wanted you to come over, and you just feel lame, unfocused. Uh, you, you you it's 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 all like uh, yeah, it's all like a burden uh, because it is because you don't recover. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the fabric here because this is very interesting. And we're coming back to the pants, so full circle now. Um, And these pants, which you gave me and I'm super grateful for, are extremely, extremely comfortable uh, to the point where now it's the only thing that I'll wear on planes or traveling anywhere. And I I just want to understand a little bit about how these work and how they can be so damn comfortable because – when I originally thought of, you know, EMF pants, I'm thinking of like, how do I have a Faraday cage around my private parts? But walk me through how those work. Yeah. Um, first, first of all, it's a little bit, uh, I, did, I did not obviously invent uh, EMF blocking fabrics. And if we look back, I would say since 10 years, there have been some uh, mainly cotton-based uh, constructions uh, around with some... Um, like uh, ripstop cages uh, with 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 silver or metal yarn implemented that uh, do a quite nice job in terms of blocking EMF. So uh, the technology was uh, somehow already around. Point A, mm-hmm. uh, point 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 B. Uh, since my uh, background was so much in uh, sports performance apparel. Um, I had a rough idea about uh, the benefits of a stretchy mat- material um, in uh, in the heydays of the skiing industry. I think one of the biggest innovations uh, were those so-called uh, four-way uh, stretch fabrics that basically allowed people to move in a uh, whatever skiing suit like in a uh, in a trainer because they they also sudden could move and and I wanted something like this uh, um, for the for the for the travel wear so we start we started uh, to look into different constructions uh, with uh, with uh, silver and other metals and uh, we just found out that this uh, monofilament uh, like this single piece of metal that you that you that you, you that has been used in the fabric point a was uh, eliminating any stretchiness at all uh, uh, and the, the, the other thing uh, we saw is that uh, after a decent amount of washing cycles uh, the, the, the metal pieces just would break because uh, yeah uh, take take any uh, given 
met, metal, metal thread or something and just move it back and forth for a decent amount of time and uh, what, you, what you see is, is the thing is going to break. So we had to find a solution how to um, create a stretchable metal metal core, which is basically uh, some some something. Yeah, if you uh, how how to explain it? It's, it's some it's somehow usually you you use just one piece, and uh, we we, mm -hmm. do, we do something different. We have a stretchable core, and then we we wrap the silver around, which uh, helps a lot, and also the uh, surrounding material getting rid of the cotton which has a lot of benefits in terms of uh, pressability and uh, stuff like this and getting into a real stretch material allowed uh, uh, me basically uh, to make to make the pitch for the apparel because uh, we found we have something that's super stretchy that's uh, still shielding uh, the, the high emf on a quite decent level uh, and uh, then the rest was quite simple because uh, uh, having been in the field uh, for for a long time, I had an idea uh, on uh, what what do we do we need to do to do some pants. There's some something something else. Uh, EMF uh, seems to be systemic, uh, so. Uh, when it, when it comes uh, comes to stuff like uh, pro protect, protecting some very special uh, male uh, body parts by uh, protecting the family jewels, exactly, right? Exactly. Um, this this is not exactly the mechanism of action that's that's really working because if it's systemic. Um, the, the energy ends up uh, being um, distributed over 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 the, over the whole body. No matter if you shield this piece apart of the other one, the only thing you can do is uh, reducing the overall amount of uh, ah, body, the overall amount of body, if I may put it in this stupid English, uh, that that's exposed and. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so, so the first thing was what? What do we do afterwards? Uh, the pants seemed to be obvious because uh, I was also like in the protecting of the crown jewels uh, uh, family a little mm -hmm. bit. And the other thing is, and that's something I uh, really have to be clear about. Um, I do not believe with a quite limited amount of uh, real um, scientific knowledge we have in these days. Uh, I, I do. I do not. I, I'm not a fan of trying to shield the whole body at all, because at the end of the day, uh, uh, something may be uh, still coming in, and then it, it's it's entrapped in a kind of Faraday's cage, and in, in between is your body. So uh, I never wanted to create something like an overall that's that's shielding 95% of the body. I felt like 60%, 70% of the of the body is something I wanna go for, but I would not try to shield everything as long as it's not 100% clear. That's it. Whatever you wanna call it is not going to create bigger problems afterwards. So, so yeah. And uh, based on the stuff, I, I talked to KDC, which is nowadays my uh, 
employer and boss and uh, present, presented them the findings. They knew my story because I was uh, the communication manager with the company uh, before before I ran into the burnout. And uh, so so they, 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 they supported me a little bit. We got some prototypes, uh, did some more testing and felt like, yeah, maybe, maybe we are on, on something. And then uh, it was two and a half years ago or two or basically three years ago when I went to Iceland to my first biohacking conference with the first prototype of the pens and uh, started to talk into uh, talk with uh, with some some people uh, one of one of the first was uh, Ben Greenfield and uh, presented them a little bit my pitch and my idea and uh, yeah the the feedback was really super positive and uh, then a few months later in Helsinki at the Biohacker Summit uh, I had a first back with some prototypes and uh, was lucky enough to um, ha have uh, Ben and Bob Qualia uh, Quantified Bob um, as my um, Bob Troyer sorry uh, Quantified Bob as my first two uh genia picks in terms of testing and uh, mm -hmm. yeah uh, from 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 this we gathered some feedback we did the first uh, improvements on the on the silver so uh, we had to increase a little bit of the thickness and afterwards got some results from the testing and i really have to give a big 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 uh, thumbs up uh, to bob uh, troyer at this point because he was so super helpful conducting all the tests in new york and uh, sending the videos and the data so um, he was he was really important for me feeling confident uh, about uh, what we're, what we are doing because the one thing you get is the uh, evaluation sheets from the suppliers, but uh, the other thing is uh, when you when you get the real testing and in real situations from uh, from real human beings who are not making money uh, because they are testing or looking at into it and uh, this was, was super helpful. So yeah, we so we had we had the plans. Just to recap on, because my other question is, how do you test these? And it sounds like Bob's already done most of the work, as always, for a lot of us. Uh, I know I've borrowed from a lot of Bob's experiments in the past. But um, just Bob, I'm not sure if those videos are public, but it just in terms of how he tested it, do you mind just walking through some of the things that he did? Yeah. So, so, so basically, so basically, um, his approach was quite, was quite simple. Um, basically you, you need first of all, when you do, uh, EMF testing on, uh, blocking, reducing garments, whatever you want to call it, you have to be sure you always have the same settings. So uh, basically um, for him, it was a, a room in his apartment where uh, he was sure that uh, the other signals did not uh, change change too much nowadays for me. It means like when I get something new, I really drive into the woods. Uh, mm -hmm. then, then, I, then, I, then, you, then you look with your meter first of all with the, with the mobile phone turned off if there's any uh, radiation or something if you are close to zero or in a perfect world uh, zero you basically have to create your setup so at the end at the end of the day um, yeah uh, if you have an idea where's the next uh, whatever mm, 
mobile antenna is placed or something, it's good. If you don't know, it's also not a problem. Uh, you just need, need to make sure you have whatever, if we take an, a mobile phone as the EMF emitting thing, you, ba you, basi you basically would uh, stream the same song or the mm -hmm. same video um, again and again and again. And uh, you basically you basic you basically need to create something like a yeah. <laughs> so, so you create a baseline. Yeah, yeah, a, ba a, base, a baseline, just... and then and then you just it just puts the different fabrics between the emitting device and the measuring device, and uh, try to try try to see what's go try to see what's going on. Uh, basi basically, basically, uh, you don't watch want to touch the meter, so basically, the meter should be on a on a tripod or something with uh, with with with, no, with with not your body being in between, and then. Uh, you you get you get some results uh, at some point i must admit depending on the meters the results are not so big uh, for example uh, just, 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 just a little, little little detour here uh, the acousticometers for example mm -hmm. uh, so, so 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 things are so super sensitive because they do, they mix everything in together and uh, what whatever is going on they basically always will create weird noises so the acoustic boom is great uh, for showing for showing people that ev that that's the, so, the environment uh, they are in right now is unsafe <laughs> If I may put it this one, but uh, mm -hmm. they don't help you by finding a solution because you don't know if it's high EMF or low EMF or Bluetooth or something because the thing is always going to cry as long as some kind of information is around. So you really need something like a, a meter with the different channels and set everything up. But but then it's 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 not rocket science. The only problem is I have to admit, and that's the reason. We are also working with the University of the German military here uh, uh, and the, uh, whatever guys who test EMF uh, blocking fabrics in, in terms in terms of military use uh, to make to make sure you get some real results because uh, the other thing is just an indication, but it's a little bit similar to the. Um, Body, uh, bio impedance, uh, body weight, me body measurements. So basically, it's just a trend. It's not an actual number. Okay, so you've done. I mean, it sounds like there's been a considerable amount of testing done on this, not only from somebody like a quantified Bob, who I completely respect everything he does, and but also the University of the German military or the Federal German yeah. Army. Uh, there's a lot of testing going on. What is going to be the future of KTC for for for, K, for, K, for KDC Lab? Um, sorry, I have to clarify a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So K, K, KDC overall is a, a quite uh, extraordinary um, manufacturing company uh, based, mm -hmm. based based in uh, in Hong Kong, China, and Laos. Uh, that, ha mm -hmm. that has been a major uh, manufacturer of all the nice sporting goods uh, uh, for brands like whatever. If you're a cyclist, you know or probably Rafa or Goa Cycling. Uh, in outdoors, they did everything from 
Arcterix, Mammut, whatever, they're doing all the work mm -hmm. with Strauss. So at the, at the end of the day, I would say the biggest point of uh, their uh, turnover till, till today is manufacturing and helping to develop uh, sporting goods apparel. Um, and the KDC lab, like uh, the small unit I'm running, is the only part of the... Um, KDC business where the idea of protection is not just to protect somebody against cold weather or rain or something, but goes a little bit further. So overall, everything KDC Lab is doing should uh, should have this, uh, this idea of um, prote protect protection and back. So right now, it's obviously the EMF stuff. Uh, as I probably mentioned before, um, we are going to uh, have a small global launch uh, at the Health Optimization Summit in London, where we really sell a limited edition of the pens that have been developed over the last three years and that have been tested by, uh, uh, obviously, you. Thanks for this, by the way. And, <laughs> um, yeah, but whatever, Joe, Joe, Joe Mercola is a very, very big supporter and fan of our pens. He has been already uh, leaking information uh, about about the pens he was testing uh, at the um, upgraded conference in LA this year in his in his in his note was which was a little bit early but still Joe thank you so much uh, Ben Ben Greenfield has been testing and is wearing it uh, Luke story is another guy who who is uh, sharing our um, let's call it uh, travel history who is a, who who is who has been very supportive uh, uh, the guys from primal hacker tadeos on and uh, especially uh, Todd Chipman, who was like uh, helping a lot to 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 move on so so it's basically most of the names uh, uh, you we, the two of us know in the realms of uh, Biohacking have been uh, testing and testing the pens and are wearing them. So what we what we have now is a very nice and uh, quite well developed uh, men's pant. Uh, uh, and uh, looking looking from from this, uh, the next thing is to move over to a unisex pant, which is. Uh, uh, some something I was dreaming about all the time to have to have more or less the same kind of uh, uh, clothing for men and women. Um, Andreas, I want to thank you again for coming on and being, well, frankly, so damn open. This is I, I always love it when a guest, especially someone who I know as well as you, is willing to share their background story. So. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for creating these epic travel pants and things that I wear. Frankly, I wear them all the time. So I really appreciate it, Andreas. Thank you for coming on the show. To all the superhumans listening out there, the show notes for this one are going to be at decodingsuperhuman.com slash Lab. Have an absolutely epic day, and thank you for listening. So it's rare that a guest comes on and shares so much about his background with me, uh, so much I didn't know about Andreas. And I'm grateful for him coming on the show and sharing his background, but also using his background to produce something quite amazing. If you want to check out all of these goodies that Andreas mentions, not to mention all of the people 
that he brought up. We're going to link to all of it in the show notes. It's at decodingsuperhuman.com slash KTC lab. And if you enjoyed this show, share it with a friend. And if you really enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating. Every rating absolutely helps. Superhumans have an absolutely, I said absolutely twice now, have an epic day. <laughs>